Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. If you are new to the show, each episode we start with a question and see where it takes us. This, this week's question is, how does structure impact behavior? I think this is one where we're going to need to define a few terms because I know that uh, you and I are both used to talking about structure a lot, but as a result, we might not be clear about what that means. So, <laughs> right, because it's, so it, when, when you work with groups uh, like we do, uh, I think we both have a tendency to kind of see structure everywhere. So what, what, what do we mean by that? Now, maybe some examples would be useful. Um, so like for me, one of the things that like I would call structure is uh, in a meeting, right? Uh, an agenda is a structure. Um, the room itself is a structure. The furniture that's in the room is a structure. Uh, the way the chairs are arranged, the materials that are available. Um, those are certainly structures. What are some other structures that might exist? I, I think a lot about um, the sort of decision-making structures, the practices that we've adopted. So I work with a lot of groups who are learning some sort of collaborative decision-making mechanism, whether that's consensus or sociocracy or dynamic government, governance is another name for sociocracy, or the agile approach to teamwork. These are structures mm -hmm. where we say we're going to do things a certain way, and so often those get defined with a great amount of detail. And we know that we've made a decision when this thing and this thing has happened. Parliamentary procedure would be another example of a decision-making structure. Yeah. Um, and, and often people are moving away from parliamentary procedure or something like that, or Robert's rules, something like that, and moving toward, okay, we're gonna adopt this new structure. We're gonna adopt dynamic governance. We're gonna adopt agile. We're gonna adopt new ways of doing things and there's an expectation that comes with that, that, okay, by adopting that structure, we're now going to be collaborative. Right. <laughs> and, and I think that's where we kind of got to this initial conversation, right? When we think about both the physical and the, and the intangible structures that groups use or employ, uh, how does that impact the way that they are together? Because um, that's really what they, the behavior part of it is. How do they interact with each other? Uh, and... I think we were both kind of started exploring this space of, well, it certainly affects it, but it's not, it, it does not fully determine it. My sense is that usually the result of adopting a new structure is less than people hope for. Right. Because, because they, the, the thought is that the structure will itself shift the relationship dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it absolutely helps. It's harder to have a really good collaborative decision-making process if at the end you're going to do a majority vote mm -hmm. B because we are so trained in, okay, well, if I've got my way, then I'll call a vote and I'll win. It's really hard to replace that thinking mm -hmm. if you're in that space. So adopting a consensus piece where we're not going to move ahead until we can all consent to moving ahead. And I didn't use the word agree on purpose there, but yes. <laughs> we can... Um, but we're not going to do that. Now I have to invest, right? I have to engage with somebody else until we get to a place where we're seeing things the same way, which means I got to figure out how they're seeing it. They've got to figure out how I'm seeing it. So it will influence that behavior. And we're actually, as humans, really good at manipulating structure to keep our power dynamics in place, to keep our old ways of being. And you know, if I feel like I'm threatened in some way, my place in this team is threatened, my voice is threatened, 
I'm going to go back to my old scripts and structure isn't going to keep me from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things that as you were talking about decision-making that was coming to mind for me is some, some drawings that I've occasionally done for folks when we're talking about what the impact on different decision rules is on the interactions that happen in a group, right? So for example, if you've got a, where your decision rule is uh, one person decides, you can actually kind of see the lines of communication that show up where everyone is now trying to influence that one person. There's no reason for them to interact with each other, right? Whereas if you've got more of the majority rule system, then you can see the, you could literally see the clusters start to show up where they start to recognize like, oh, well, this person's never going to vote for the thing that I want. So I don't need to interact with them anymore. And so I own, and, and so you start to see those fault lines appear as people figure out how people stand on various issues. Whereas if you move to something that's much more consent based, then people actually have a reason to engage with each other. And that doesn't mean they're going to, right? They, I think that's kind of the, the impact piece you're talking about where it's like, yeah, it can, you know, you can become very frustrated when the script you've been using is not working in the new structure that you're, that you're, that you're not really engaging with, right? You're finding yourself in it, but you're continuing to behave in the old way. And that's one of those things that, you know, when I'm working with a group and we're doing group process stuff and things like that, I often just find myself pointing out that mismatch. I'm like, hey, so the, the way that, you know, I, I wouldn't say it this way, but the way you're behaving is not consistent with the structure you're using. That's probably why you're getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it's up to them what they actually want to do about it. Yeah. And, and I will bring in here that I think most of the time when that occurs, the issue is skills. We grew up in a largely competitive cultural environment. And so we have skills to be competitive. We have skills to rally people to our side. We have skills to influence a, a single decision maker who's the leader in some way. We don't have great skills for figuring out how is that person who is also a reasonable person thinking the opposite thing from what I'm thinking? That's a skill set we're not good at. And, and we're not even good at speaking authentically enough that the other person's got a shot at understanding where we're really coming from. We're much more skilled at protecting than exposing or than revealing. And so that skill set mismatch is, I think, what leads to the behavior mismatch that you're talking about. So mm -hmm. a lot of what I encourage groups to do is really be building the skills around listening, around sharing openly, around creating safety in a room so that people can share authentically. Um, because those things in my experience are going to influence the behavior and the feel in the room more than the adopted structure. Yeah. 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 It's almost like um, one of the things that's coming to mind for me is the idea that you know, I think we, and those of us who are process nerds, right, we'll read about, oh, this is a really cool structure for doing this. So this is a really neat way of doing this. It's, oh, we're going to follow this agile process. or we're going to do this lean startup thing, or we're going to do the sociocracy thing. And we, we have this sense of what it's going to feel like when we do it right. Um, and then we start to do it, and it doesn't feel like that. And that's actually, like, useful. It's useful for us to notice hey, this isn't feeling right. And it's probably because we're, we're not behaving in such a way that we, could, that we can really get the benefits out of it. And I think that's that, that skill piece you're talking about where it's like the, the discomfort doesn't mean the, the structure doesn't work. It means that 
we are not using it effectively. We're not engaging with it. And we're not creating, to use your phrase, we're not creating the type of relational space that the structure needs in order to work properly. And this is the moment in this week's chat where I'll bring in the word curiosity. Yes. That if we can get really curious about... I wondered when it was going to come up. <laughs> yeah, if we can get really curious about why it's not working, um, that's going to help a lot. Um, and usually it's because although we, we started this new structure with great intentions, mm -hmm. um, it got uncomfortable. Something, mm -hmm. some, you know, we, we started a new thing and something unfamiliar happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and that unfamiliar... Scares the heck out of us. Yep. And so we go back to old patterns of behavior that are the, that mismatched piece. And yeah. so I, I see that cycle of, of folks sort of get caught in the, and, and what we reach for is usually the, the new structure. So we all agreed to do it this way. Mm -hmm. And if I could use that new structure to beat somebody else over the head and make them be my way, well, yep. we've just left col collaborative culture, but we're actually using the structure to implement the previous culture. Oh yes, yeah, and and we we've talked before about um, about sort of weaponizing this new thing that's supposed to help us work better together um, in ways that you know makes things worse. And it's not it's not because of it, it's because of it's because of us. <laughs> like it's mm -hmm. what we it's what what we are doing, um, how we are using it. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, it's yeah, it's a challenge. So to sum up, I think what we're, we're suggesting is, is not that structure doesn't matter because you know, we work in structure all the time and a lot of what we're doing is introducing new structures or helping groups adopt them. But I think the takeaways are have reasonable expectations for what structures can do. They can help. They can't mm -hmm. do culture shift for you. Um, get curious about why they don't work when they don't work and look for the skills that need to be built to support the structure and the culture that you're looking for to match. Yeah, there's really a piece around that last thing of it's the who do we need to become in order to be able to do to work this way, in order to be this way with each other. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, until next time, I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnig. And this has been Employing Differences. 